existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice everybody welcome to pop culture continuum this is john elliott and this is patrick ricardi and this week's episode is westworld versus westworld 1973 movie versus 2016, 2016 television show series so we'll start with the 1973 movie which you had never seen right correct i, I had seen not commercials seen... for it but never saw the whole movie. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it in like probably 30 years. Maybe somewhat shorter, but still. Uh, I Did saw you it keep as a kid. It? What's that? A commercial? Did you keep the, expecting a commercial break while you watched it? Since no, that's what happened the last time you watched it? I think they showed it on like Showtime or HBO or something, you know? Oh, um, oh I, I was just thinking. Because I remember there being – every year it was on, there would be ads on it for Channel 17 or channel, one of the UHF channels. So, yeah, you – you watched it in the raw, as yeah. it were. I mean, that could, you could be right, too. I might have watched it on, on just UHF, but I feel like I watched it on cable. Because even then, you know, cable would show, like, movies just like HBO does now that were, like, six years out of date or whatever, you know? Did you get cable? I don't know, man. I I have to think it was 79. Wow. Jeez. Philadelphia didn't become wired for cable until... I. I would say 88 around there. Well, yeah, you you guys, look, it was in Benjamin Franklin's will, I think. Yep. They fucked we him over. It. Well, just like they did the Barnes. Yeah, just like the Barnes Museum. So Philadelphia, good at fucking over people's last wishes. Well, really, who cares? You're dead. You don't get to choose everything. Yeah, you're not You're not Galactus. You don't mm-hmm. get to, uh, I don't know why I said Galactus. It has nothing to do with anything. Well, um, I agreed with you anyway. Yeah, I think we had Showtime, um, not HBO. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking 79 because I remember watching um, Over the Edge was like a big movie for me, which was a movie that came out in 79. So it it had to be. Um, I was really excited being able to watch these movies. And I remember watching like The Bad News Bears and Westworld. Um, You know, there was some that they would just like have in constant rotation. Yeah. Yeah, just like now. Yeah, and this was one of them. Uh, Loved it when I was nine. Uh, What did you think of it at age uh, 59? Yeah, it was fun. It had its moments, but it was was not my favorite movie of all time. I thought some of the things that Crichton did were interesting, his directing style in the start, but then as the movie went on, it it was pretty obvious he was doing things, and that's never a good sign when you're watching a movie. No, and did... (laughs) I didn't look it up, but did he ever direct anything else? I I think maybe. I didn't look it up either. Like an episode of ER or something. Yeah, go out did on he, a bang, Crichton. Did Did he create create ER? Is that the the show he created? Uh, I think so. I yeah. Know, okay. Man. Who cares? So yeah, because he was an ER doctor, or some kind of doctor. Well, I don't know if he was an ER doctor, but he was a a medical doctor. I think he was an ER doctor. Very spe- highly specialized. One so psychologist. Donkey. Yeah. Like, didn't do a good job. Nope. Everything's terrible. Yeah, he, he created ER. Uh, yeah, anyway. Well, I thought that the movie, as it, I guess it would kind of have to, in a way, but it spent too much on setup. 
watching it now. Mm-hmm. It's and, a it's a very disjointed movie. Yeah. Even, not only in an interesting way in some parts, like I like that the beginning of the spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, go watch it right away and then come back to the podcast. In the beginning of the movie, I liked that everything was kind of kind of fun loving in, in the like it was only the last 15 minutes where it was like super uh, dark, super dark. Yeah. I yeah. mean, a guy dies that dark, not just a guy, but James Brolin. Yeah. And come on, man. If one of those two is going to survive, it's going to be James Brolin, not Richard Benjamin. Well, what happened to Dick Van Patten? I, that's what, exactly what I asked Viv when we were watching. I was like, "Where?" I mean, I guess we're just to assume he was moited. Uh, but it's just such a, a weird character arc for him. He becomes a sheriff and then he just disappears. Yeah. I thought there'd be some comic relief. The fact that he's in it and he's... I guess he wasn't semi-famous at that point. He was... I have no idea. I have not followed his career that closely, so I don't know if he was famous or not. But it's just so weird that he was even in the movie if they weren't going to use him. Yeah, he was. Well, it was definitely pre Eight Is Enough, which was the only other thing I know him from. Oh, it was. I thought Eight Is Enough was a, a, a early seventies show. So oh, was, late seventies, I think. I see. Um, yeah, Dick Van Patten's character that was weird. Uh, and so, well, I guess we should go into it, right? If you don't know Westworld. Um, the original movie and, to some extent, the newer one, it's it's a place where where it's basically an amusement park for grown-ups where you go and everything's like recreated totally in the style of the Old West and you get to live out your fantasies. They paid a thousand dollars a day in in 1973 dollars, so it's not for uh, it's not for the people living in tents under the freeway, but uh, you go and in the movie. You can but pick. in the same token, it can be intense. That's true. That was a very, very sophisticated joke. Um, yeah, so anyway, you go there, and it's like a recreation of the Old West, and you basically do what you want. They have, It's all robots, so you get to kill uh, anybody you want. You get to have sex with robots. There are hooker robots in Westworld, and I'm assuming the other worlds, because in the movie they also have what medieval world and Roman world. Yes. Um, and apparently medieval world, there was just one guest there who got to decide everything. I don't know. I don't know how that worked. Yeah. That was weird. Those two, there was he and his wife. Yeah. But his wife just like completely disappeared after the tram ride over. And he's like fucking around with the queen and the servants until one of the servants, uh, rejects his advances, which, the robots are not programmed to do. So that was the first sign of uh, trouble. There's trouble amongst the robots. They already knew there was trouble because the, the, all the the bad programming, and this is an interesting little tidbit from 1973, the bad programming somehow started in Rome and moved its way around from Rome to the medieval world and Westworld. And somebody says it's like a disease or a virus. But the other guy says, these are machines. They don't have diseases. Yeah, which is good considering all the people screwing them. Um, yeah, so it, basically the robots go bad, and it's a slightly different, uh, idea than the TV series. The TV series is a much better idea. I don't think I'm giving anything away with, no, by saying that. Um, yeah, this is more like machines gone bad, not machines getting thought, and there's no, there's no sense of, of depth to it. It's like, these are bad, bad things happen. This is just like... Yeah, it's like yeah. the it's like fear of technology basically is all right. this is. Um right. there's nothing 
which coming from it wasn't Michael Crichton ended up being like a a uh, climate change denier too, right? I I can't believe that's true. I know it seems really weird, but I thought he wrote a book about it. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's all about fear of new technology. So kind of I don't know. I always see that as kind of a conservative mindset. Uh, I don't think Although so. It's think... also been part of sci-fi forever. So the idea that you know technology can have a dark side to it. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, I was just listening. You're not used to that, I guess. No, no, not in my general life or my dream life. Uh, but yeah, so Richard Benjamin and James Brolin are the two who go to Westworld. They're, I don't know what they are, friends somehow. They work together. Uh, and not... they seem very similar to characters we'll talk about on the other half of this episode. Do they? I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll have to get into that. Um, but you know, uh, James Brolin is James Brolin and Richard Benjamin is kind of what you would expect. If you looked at Richard Benjamin, that's kind of the character he plays. <laughs> I like Richard Benjamin. He, there's an interview with him about the movie. He's like, there's no other mo- chance I would be in a Western. So I jumped at the chance to be in this movie. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he's, this was the early seventies when, you know, they were, they were casting all these kind of people. This is when, you know, Dustin Hoffman became a star and Woody Allen was big. So it makes sense. But um, he's like, people come from New York and they say, do you know how to ride a horse? You got the part. And most people had to go train on how to ride a horse. I already knew it. So I was ready. I just liked that. He had such joy about the role. And I, I've, I've been saying bad things. Mostly it's a fun movie. It's, it is fun. It's not it... a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I could totally see why I liked it at nine years old. Um, but the, it is it is very, like, scattershot. Like, yes, it's super, super. It's like you're – even in the, the world, like, you go from the worlds to the, the, the like, the back the back rooms of the, of the, the amusement park. That's, yeah. That's one thing. But from one world to the other, it's like a different movie each part. And I don't – it's weird. Even within Westworld, it's like a different movie sometimes. Like yeah, that, that's true. The bar fight scene was done in a totally slapstick style. That was, and it with, took like twenty minutes. Uh, it took way too long. I don't know what the point of that scene was. And it's playing like, like the able, Benny Hill type music the whole time, and you're just like, All I was right. able to read a novel while it happened. Yeah, and that novel was War and Peace. Yep, that was the, all the words of it. War and Peace, the end. So it was long, and my comment about reading a novel had nothing to do with anything else. No, I get it. I know what you're saying. Uh, but, but yeah, it was – so that was weird. And then, yeah, like you said, it's just all over the place. Like, you got the scientists in their back room. It's always great to see uh, what the idea of modern technology looks like from the 70s. Like, all their, their computers with their uh, spinning tape decks and shit. Well, that's, my, that's one of my complaints about the movie. I mean, I think other 70s movies did a better job of imagining things that are different than what are, what is happening then. It's like their TV screens about what is happening in Westworld are pretty much what they had at the time. Couldn't they Couldn't they make it look better than that? Yeah. Hello? You ever heard of Star Wars? Nope. Jeez. What is it? Oh, I don't know. Some franchise. Like a oh, like 7-Eleven? Yeah. Um... Yeah, but but it is interesting that Richard Benjamin like was 
the hero, if you could call him that, because he was kind of a dumb guy. Like, he didn't really know what the fuck he was doing the whole time. And he had no problem with that. Like, he's the the naive one going to Westworld. His buddy had been there a few times before and he was an expert, but he had no, no problem jumping in and doing like, there is no, he shot the robot and wasn't like, Whoa, I shot something. It was just like, Whoa, that was fun. Yeah. So he, that jumped, was cool. he jumped right in. And then he was a little bit weird about making out with the, the prostitute robot. prostitute robot, but then once he was in, he was all in, and that's a really weird scene, the sex scene between Richard, Richard Ben and Benjamin and the robot. Yeah, it's, it was a little unnecessary to my way of thinking. Like I, in the new so, series, it, it, that kind of thing works much better. Um, but you know, there are reasons for that too that we'll go into. Yeah, no, this was just technology gone wrong scenario. We, I mean, we haven't even mentioned who played the uh, the evil uh, gunslinger. I have to think that his his ghost prefers that. His ghost prefers what? Not being mentioned in him being in this movie. You think? I thought... Then again, I guess I'm wrong because he did do Future World, which was the the pan sequel to this, and he was the only re- re- recurring cast member. Yul Brenner played the gunslinger, Yule. wearing the same outfit as he wore in Magnificent Seven. What? Oh, was he in Magnif- Magnificent Seven? Because I, I know him from The King and I and this. I, I was going to say, like, he probably appeared in the sequel because at that point in his career, not a lot of call for him. Well, what I read, he's, he really needed the money, and that's why he did Westworld. We've got to pay for those cancer treatments. No, I think he had to pay to get cancer. Oh, was that what it was? Try to get his name back in the trades. Yeah, Yul Brenner, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of his day. Yes, he was pretty much playing Terminator, right? Yeah, and also he had a really thick Eastern European accent. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that's what you were going for. But he was playing the Terminator, although mm-hmm. the Terminator Terminator without any real purpose. I mean, it was basically just bad circuitry. Like, well, bad circuitry, or does he have a grudge because he got killed by this guy earlier in the in the movie? That's, that's true. That's not really explained. It's not addressed because it, it does make it more interesting to think that you know, he's maybe gained some kind of human qualities. Like the... what? Why exactly did the people who ran this amusement park feel that it necessary that this gunslinger have infrared vision? There's no, absolutely no reason that this character need. I mean, I'm sorry, this this thing, this robot needed infrared vision in in the in this story. Why? Because without it, the whole third act wouldn't have worked. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's there's your explanation. Uh, I want to know why these um, the creators of this world thought it was a good idea for all of them to be in one room that had a uh, lock that they couldn't open from the inside. And nobody else anywhere. And yeah, ex- exactly. Well, not only that, but the, the room locks and there must have been some kind of toxic gas in there because it took about two hours for them all to die. Yeah, I, I mean, they said the heat was going up and, you know, the oxygen was going down, but that's just a poorly designed room then, right? <laughs> yes. Jesus, I sit in my bedroom for at least eight hours a night and uh, not once have I suffocated. What are you doing in there? Just watching TV. Oh. TV in the bedroom. You're rich. I'm one of the 1% in Zimbabwe. Here, I'm one of the 99. And uh, we're taking this country back, whether Hillary likes it or not. And her Hillarystas 
I can't believe we didn't even we haven't been talking about his election more. Except well, that it's over. Huh. Did you vote? Did you vote by mail? No, I vote in person so I can get a sticker. I had a friend who said that too. Weird reason to go vote in person. I don't even know if they give out stickers. Because you haven't ever but voted before. If, if but they, they do. don't, I will demand one. I voted. I voted for many different people. Voted for the and new I, Coke over the classic Coke? I don't know. I bet I like new Coke better. I can't believe that would be true. I like sweeter Cokes. I like Mexican Coke better than American Coke. Well, that, yeah, that's just having good taste. Um, they don't sell it at my Costco anymore. Oh, really? I haven't been able to find it for a few months. I haven't checked it. No, they they definitely still do because we at work we order stuff from our vending machines from Costco and we have Mexican Coke. So, well, you guys are a little farther from Mexico than we are. It's probably like got prohibitive, or you know, Pennsylvania just said, well, no, we don't want to do this anymore because every time we get order Mexican Coke, you also make us take all your drugs. I didn't know that was. That's how they get into the country. I'll have to try try Jersey. There's Costco's in Jersey. I'll try them. Costco, yeah, yeah. They don't care about drugs there. Jesus, there's a what Camden? That's their whole economy. Um, poor yeah. Camden. Yeah, I don't. What what happened to Camden? Was there was it like a big manufacturing town at one point? Is that and it just like all they lost I think all those so. jobs? I think so. I think they still have some manufacturing, but yeah, it's not as big as it used to be. They still have Campbell Soup manufacturing of meth but they have like an arena there right too i think we talked about before like yeah the uh what's the bay area it's like it's an outside arena what's the one that's near you oh it's the like, santa clara one that they just built oh i don't 49ers? know about that. no no it's not that kind of arena it's just for concert outdoor concerts oh, only for oh like yeah like the concord pavilion or shoreline amphitheater or something yeah yeah right like shoreline yeah. amphitheater yeah they have that and the aquarium, and there's a minor league baseball stadium right along the water, and nothing else. Everything else, you, you just go there, and then you get out as soon as you can. So it's like that. That is like the tourist area, which is like you're okay, and then you get on the train as soon as like night hits. And correct, yeah, you go one block away, and you're dead. Because I'm racist. Oh, I didn't even know. You didn't mention anything about race. I now I do think you're racist, but had you not brought it up. I would have been fine with it. You know, Costco is supposed to be a good employer. Like they're uh, yeah, that's why I like shopping there. Yeah, yeah. Their CEO only makes you know uh, two dollars and ninety five cents a year or whatever. Like their employees have good benefits and stuff. So yeah, I like shopping there too. Although it's also ridiculous because half the shit I buy there goes bad. It's like twenty pounds of moose meat. Well, that there's time. your problem. Moose meat starts off bad. That's true. I know. I should just get tilapia. But still, it's 20 pounds of tilapia. I mean, the canned stuff is good. If you want to eat food out of a can, like a common rat. No, common rats never use cans. If you had said a common puppy. That's true. Did you see that there's a YouTube video of a dog who really loves his Gumby doll and he's sleeping with it. And then the man comes in dressed as Gumby and the dog goes crazy. No. Is it like an original Gumby doll? Just one of those little ones? Those little plastic like, dudes? No, it's a dog version. Uh-huh. It's a very, very cute video. Yeah, it sounds like something That's I That's my recommendation, Asian, Asian, Asian. Not there yet. 
I'll watch that yeah. the next time I'm sad, which will probably be uh, when I listen back to this podcast. Oh, when I listen to the podcast, I'm usually, well, I can't say what I'm doing. Please don't. But you are, we know you are um, high on bath salts. Westworld. The original. Yeah, I did think it was. Like, so I thought it was based on a novel. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's it was just Creighton's screenplay and his chance to direct, and he jumped on it because MGM was having a lot of a lot of trouble uh, attracting directors because apparently they were being very heavy-handed with with the directors of the time. This is the I guess it's right at the beginning or near the beginning of the the era of the director, and MGM hadn't transformed very well so they had spielberg and lucas and those people do movies there and they shit all over their ideas so they didn't go back so then they were desperate to have someone come in so they let Crichton do what he wanted to do but they just didn't give a lot of money yeah that so they're still trying to like hold on to the old studio system in a way i don't yeah in a way yeah they just wanted more control than Fucking the, meddling too much basically is what they were right. doing right yeah. yeah bean counters um, I wonder if MGM was the one who released Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, because I was hearing some shit about that, too. Um, because, you know, they gave, like, Russ Meyer and Roger Ebert kind of carte blanche, because they were trying to be hipper about it, I guess, because, you know, they they were seen as an old fogey studio. No, it was Fox, 20th Century Fox, that did Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Anyway, who cares? Yeah, I've never Rich... seen that. Oh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls? I've seen other Russ Meyer movies, but never that one. I've seen Faster Pussycat, Kill, 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 which is really ridiculous, but fun. Yeah. I saw that in the... You saw that in the flu? The theater. I think Beyond the Valley of Dolls is something you should at least experience. I mean, it's almost kind of like a early John Waters movie, just something you should see. It's not, there's no like, like any of the violence or anything in it is like so comical, it's not... There's nothing really gross in it like there is in... Uh, I'm not a big fan of Roger Ebert's movies, though. No, me either. A Life? Awful. Was that the name of that documentary on him? I don't know. I don't watch, I don't, I don't watch uh, documentaries. Come on. They're too, too true. Put that fake mouth on, Roger Ebert, at least. You can be on camera. Jesus. Yeah, they are too true. But then, you know, truth is stranger than fiction, Pat. That's what they say. But, you know, when they say that, I just assume they haven't seen Star Wars. Because that has little talking bears. Crazy. Westworld. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean... I think it's it's fun to see because you get to see what has been parodied in, in different things like the Simpsons parodied it. Yeah, of course. Like you get the pop culture reference. That's always good mm-hmm. about these older things, but it, like, you and said, you're right. I can only think of those three movies having Yul Brenner. I, I think I assumed he was a bigger star, but I guess he just had a couple things going for him. Yeah. I think I thought he was a serious actor, just of the kind of movies I never would watch. But if I look at the list, I don't think there's a lot in there. No, I mean, this is definitely not a serious movie. Like you said, nope. it is it is fun. And yeah. it's like a cool concept. Um, it's a very cool concept that in this movie what wasn't investigated as fully as you'd like to. And that's why I assumed it was a novel, but he just didn't 
go that far. And it's obvious he likes this theme park idea because he goes back to it with Jurassic Park. Yeah, and he... No, that, oh shit, I forgot, I didn't even think of that. No, that's true, which was, you know, somewhat more fully developed. Um, oh, it, that one started as a novel, so. Yeah, that's true. And, but but this one is just, like you said, like, he's trying to cram way too much into it. And all the behind but, the scenes stuff is like, you know, eh. The visually, the beginning of the movie had some weird, neat stuff, like 70s things to try like the 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 pilot having all that stuff in his sunglasses that was kind of fun so i was like oh i wonder if there's going to be a trippy directed movie but it really uh, aside from that it wasn't and when it was it was kind of annoying yeah that well that and that's what i'm saying like i mean it was some of the stuff i feel like they just had to put in there to like the the cleanup crews to pick up all the dead robots at night and like fixing them and everything like it's kind of like it's cool in concept but they like they kind of spent too long on that kind of thing well, the where... way they did the the guy who played the the chief of the um of the park i forget his name but i, I i've seen him in a bunch of different things but he, he was uh, his name is alan oppenheimer uh he was going from from gurney to gurney looking at the looking at things and it was almost a parody it was so silly it was so dumb yeah what's this one's problem yeah. Oh, well, why don't you try this? Uh, what's this? Hey, why don't you just fix them all then, dude? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Let them do their job. Yeah, a little... I mean, that was Crichton kind of showing off his, like, medical expertise, I thought. But it was so... You're right. It's so dumb. And and a lot of that behind-the-scenes stuff was, like... You could have done it in, like, a five-second shot and gotten it across where they spent way too much time in there. Yeah, I think they spent way too much time on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you know, once the robots go, robots go crazy. Um, I like. I remember the first time I saw. It, I didn't expect James Brolin to get killed. No, that was shocking, and that's what that was the turning point. It came went from a light movie to kind of a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, Dick Van Patten, like you said, such a weird casting choice too. And you did expect, and he was kind of comic relief in some ways, like just the little yeah, he, parts that he was in, but. It wasn't explored, like like you said. No. He his dream there was to become the sheriff, so he killed the sheriff. Um, and oh no, no, the sheriff was already dead when he took over. His right, he just he just took. Over. Yeah, they killed the sheriff. Yeah, uh, but, they but they didn't, didn't kill they the didn't deputy. Kill oh, Sorry, it. I was racing you for that one. But that <laughs> was another won. weird scene where like uh, Richard Benjamin's in jail for shooting Yul Brenner the first time, uh, and then so James Brolin sends a woman in with something for a, a cake or something for or a sandwich you know for richard benjamin in jail and it turns out to be a huge bomb like well, jesus just send him send her in with a key to the jail so i thought in the way he was looking at him was like obviously you know what this is so i assumed it was a key and he was going to hit the sheriff over the head or something but nope they yep. defied expectations and blew the whole brick brick jail up and that was one of there were plot holes too like that was the main one, that one, and, like, the bar fight and shooting Yule Brenner out the window. I get that they, every night, they repair the robots. How do they repair all the buildings? Well, they're that kind of building that's easily repaired. Oh, okay, that explains it. All they did is called New Jersey's Brickface and Stucco, and they came over and fixed it splick-splat. Yeah, except you know that they are mob-affiliated, and they charge through the nose. New Jersey Brickface and Stucco is a joke that only people from the East Coast would get, 
and nobody from the East Coast listens. Nobody from any coast listens. But they would have been airing New Jersey Brickface and Stucco commercials during this showing on Channel 17 UHF. What is Brickface and Stucco? Now you have to explain it. It's just some a company that was would advertise constantly on UHF channels in the 80s and 90s. Oh, those are always the best ads, too. Yep. I don't know how, what kind of camera they used, but it was not a good one. It was, it was probably like one of those VH, one of the first like VHS home video cameras. Uh, anyway, watch, uh, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I was just thinking last week we kind of uh, pissed on Saturday Night Live, and I thought last week Saturday Night Live had two skits I watched made me laugh that were pretty good. Did you watch the the Saturday Night Live uh, Jeopardy parody from last week? Tom Hanks was on. Yeah, it? I saw that. That was decent. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and funny. then what was the other one that made you laugh? David Pumpkins. Oh, see, I turned that one off. <laughs> that I, was the one I, that started annoying the shit out of me almost right all the way through. Yeah, I, could, I didn't. It, it, it's the, the, what's that Simpsons thing where the first time the Ray hits, it's kind of funny. The second time it's stupid. The third time it's stupid. But then it goes all the way back around way to back being to funny, funny again. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch long enough for it to go all the way back around. And maybe it didn't because I think for a lot of people it doesn't, but it, it cracked me up. Well, you know what I mentioned on – well, I saw a lot of people uh, posting about it, so apparently people liked it. I forgot to mention on our Saturday Night Live episode, though, on the like the new season, the one thing you used to be able to count on for laughs on Saturday Night Live, even if all the skits sucked, was uh, the weekend update. And these two guys are really bad. I the yeah they're I don't care for, I don't care for the wicked the current weekend update people no they're I mean they make Kevin Nealon and Colin Quinn look good no they, no no they don't make Colin Quinn look good Kevin Nealon was just was average but I mean I'm sorry Kevin Nealon was average Colin Quinn was terrible he was terrible and Colin Quinn came right after Norm McDonald right yep he replaced him that's an impossible position to be in but on top of that he was not very good he was not suited for the job no he wasn't uh. Norm McDonald, my favorite of all time of the weekend update anchors. Uh, I, I don't know. I like Dennis Miller. Well, I like his politics, but I I still liked... Uh... Hashtag MAGA. What's MAGA? You'd have to be a, a true American to know. I have to be an East Coaster again? It's like that nope. brick nope. face this and is, stucco? This is uh, true Americans. Only, only they want to make... Oh, oh, shit, I, I ruined gotcha. it. <laughs> Make America goofy again. Mm-hmm. I played goofy in a, uh, I was the MC of the sixth grade talent show, and I was goofy. Now I wish I hadn't made that laugh because I was right in your bread box. You could yep. show me how bad I was. I, I really you thought up. you were going to say you played goofy the last time you played D&D. That would be fun. They should have, like, giant talking dogs. It's no weirder than orcs, and uh, I don't even know what you are. I've played D&D, but I can't remember any of it. It's a slow-moving game, man. I guess it depends on who you're playing with. That's true. I was just playing with myself, and I didn't have any idea how it worked. Tell me more. Oh, it's all about rolling dice, man. Yahtzee! That, uh, yeah, Yahtzee is actually more fun. I've never played uh, D&D or advanced D&D as the teens say oh is that what they call it ad and d yeah i use my parents used to play when i was a kid we'd go over to the neighbors like every friday night whoa uh, i'm looking at i'm sorry go ahead with your story no I, there's no story that's just where i used to watch david letterman because he would be there so fucking late <laughs> your parents would play D that long well just well, that's kind of fun for, for them. them 
For me, I had to Ma- sit there and watch goddamn Dukes of Hazard and shit until Letterman came on. Sorry, go ahead. In Westworld, there was a character who played the. Did you notice the character the, um, that looked so much like Molly Ringwald? No, you'd think I would have noticed that. Yeah, she didn't have red hair, but she had dark hair. Anyway, this is not what I'm talking about. The Miss Carrie, the the person who ran the the saloon, that was played by Magil Barrett, also known as the voice of Star Trek. Magil? I don't know how to say it. M-A-G-J-E-L. The person. uh, Gene Roddenberry's wife who who did the the ship's voice in in Star Trek Next Generation and also played Lakswana Troy's mother. Yeah, you pronounce it Jor-El. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, there's there's not much to say. So the Yul Brenner goes bad and goes out hunting for uh, well, all the robots go bad. You see in the other kingdoms, every basically everybody gets killed. Um, what, yes, it's all death, but it's not really clear how many people that are there that get killed. It might just be like three people, right? So it might not really be that big of a deal, except for the entire staff dies. Yeah, or, or but, except they're maybe they're just sleeping. No, I I think it was implied they were dead. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, but the weird thing is like, so Richard Benjamin escapes to uh, medieval land. Yeah. Uh, so, so Richard Benjamin is escaping Westworld and he comes upon a computer program who, who drives a golf cart and is trying to get away and fix the tires. And he says, such and such is after me. And he says, oh, he's going to get you. He's going to kill you no matter what. And Richard Benjamin says, Hmm, not if I have something to say about it. Like, he has a plan. But then as the movie goes on, it's pretty clear he does not have, have a no plan. plan. He just gets lucky. What I, here's what I took from that. His idea was to put the horse in the water. Because I think the guy said, did the guy mention his infrared vision, Yul Brynner? I can't even remember. So I think He might have, but the, the <laughs> that only, was his whole plan. Yeah, the only thing I got was his plan was to get oh, the horse in the water. But Yul Brynner still followed him. Yep. He's no dummy, that robot. And uh, and and that was another thing. Well, a lot of plot holes. But so luckily for Richard Benjamin, there were no murderous robots around in medieval land anymore. When he <laughs> they got all there. killed each other, I guess. Yeah. Uh, also lucky for Rick- Richard Benjamin, which makes me rethink the whole thing about the infrared. He goes to stand underneath a torch on the wall. Yeah, and that, he knows that's going to hide himself. But then, that... when Yul Brynner walks up to him, and he doesn't see him, Richard Benjamin seems super surprised. That made me think, oh, <laughs> that wasn't his plan. That was just where he was cowering. And he got lucky. <laughs> anyway, this guy's no hero, is what we're saying. He's a hero. He... He's not the hero we want, it's the hero we need. And deserve. Yeah, he just, it's all dumb luck. And, you know, it kind of ends with, like, he's the only one alive in the whole amusement park we assume um but yeah it's it's worth seeing just for like i don't know novelty value and it's yeah it's not like it's it's a slog 70s kish i don't know what kish is oh it's a it's a delicious uh middle eastern dish Hmm. made of lamb eyeballs and couscous wait Lamb, comma, eyeballs, or lamb, eyeballs? Lamb, what? Is it lamb, comma, eyeballs, so lamb and eyeballs, or lamb, eyeballs? I don't, yeah, you know, that's a good point. I didn't really ask what kind of eyeballs. I assume they were from the lamb because that would be less wasteful, but who knows. There's also lamb meat in there. Yeah, no, exactly. Hmm. This is going nowhere. Um, Let's take a quick break, 
and we'll talk about The Good Westworld, the new HBO series. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation. Hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing. Steeple chasing. Westworld 2016. HBO version. Um, far superior? As you would expect, this being 2016 and it being an HBO show. Like, if they made, if they had remade the movie of Westworld, it would probably be just as dumb, in a way. Um, you mean just made it like a, a, a movie? They did talk about doing that before the series came about. It was, I don't think I knew who was directing it, but it was... They were talking about making it, remaking it into. Yeah, you're right. They wouldn't be able to investigate things fully. The special effects would have been superior, but that would basically been the same movie with not without as much charm. Yeah. No. Exactly. There would have been no moments of humor or anything in it. Um, but it this w- is this. I think this does have some humor in it. But it, more importantly, it invest it. It spends more time investigating the not just the are these machines malfunctioning, but are they conscious? Conscious? What is consciousness? And I think that's cool. That's yeah. That's basically what it's about, and that's and yeah, like what's the cutoff point between human and machine with uh, with AI, you know, advancing so rapidly and stuff? Yeah, it's it's brings up way more interesting questions. Um, well, and and questions just period. Like there were no questions raised really in in the movie of Westworld. And no one should be surprised that I like this show when I like Jonathan Nolan's earliest earlier effort with Person of Interest, which also investigated AIs and the nature of, of artificial intelligence in a different way, in a more a bigger way. Oh, the, they like investigated the nature of AI with um, that dude who played Jesus, Caviezel. He was he was in that show, yes. Why? Well, he was not... assume he is an AI. Nope, he's a real life person. That's ah, hard. Living to and believe. breathing. Um, yeah, no, and this one has a uh, Cyclops in it. It has Tandy. And his Newton. part is what? not from going from the first episode. I thought he was going to be the star of the show, and not at all. Nope. There's been lots of curveballs thrown. Like that first episode, I thought he was a a visitor to the to, to the, the park, world yeah. for the first five minutes. He does a good job, though. Yeah. I oh, I he can act. I was, you know, I'm kind of. I don't know. You you never know with like those superhero movie dudes if they can actually act. I've had no complaints about anybody in the cast. I think it's been great. You have the the woman from Raising Hope. Which it took me forever to figure out who she was. Um, Anthony. Oh Hopkins. really? Uh, yeah. Viv didn't recognize her. She's like, who is that? I was like, there's a chick from that show with the baby. I couldn't even think of the name of it. Um, yeah, Anthony Hopkins, and, like, of course. And- I don't is is Thandie Newton from something else? Or is, I don't really recognize her, and I don't recognize. Yeah, she's, her. she's from a million other things. Um, she was in the Best Picture winner, uh, Crash. So you know it has to be an amazing movie since it won Best Picture. 
Um, stupidest best picture winner ever. No, she's been she's like one of those actors. She's just been all over the place for. How about the star? Time. What's her name? Evan Rachel Cook. No. <laughs> no, it's not. No. You're thinking of Rachel Lee Cook, <laughs> first of all, who is not the star of this. Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, sorry. Um, Sometimes there's... <laughs> yeah, why do you have to have three names like an assassin? Come on. But I've not seen this. her. I've not seen her in anything else. I either. don't think she's I've seen very, her in anything. Very, she's very good. Oh, she was in The Wrestler. I didn't see that. But uh, she's very good in this, this uh, show. Everybody's very good. Ed Harris makes my skin crawl, which is... <laughs> The intended effect, so like he's, he's doing a good he's job. He's playing the gunslinger. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's... I guess he's not called that, but it, it's it, it's the same outfit as Yul Brenner's outfit. But he is presumably not a robot. robot. Presumably not a robot, but it's still unclear. Well, it's slightly unclear, except I think at some point uh, one of the behind the scenes people said this guy wants to go do this, and they were talking about him. So I'm guessing he's not a robot. Well, no, he's, they, not only do they say that, they say, let him do whatever he wants. Let him, so, yeah, yeah. Somehow, and there's the, the latest episode, spoiler alert, where the guy goes up to him and says, I, I really like your um, your uh, foundation, and the guy's, <laughs> and he's like, uh, Richard, or what's his name? Ed Harris. The, Ed Harris is like, fuck off, I'm on my vacation, if you talk to me again, I'm going to slit your throat. Right, Which true. is fun. And that is not the most recent episode when this one comes out, but it's the most recent one we've watched. Oh, that's true. There is another episode. It's not just a four-episode series. Is that true? Uh, yeah. They actually went a little longer with it. Surprising. I was surprised. I'm surprised then because that was a great – the end of this episode was a great cliffhanger. Yeah, for season two. That, that's – all right. My one complaint's not really a complaint um, because it's kind of my complaint with all uh, hour-long drama series um, is that – I wish it would get going a little more, but they have to drag the shit out. I mean, they gotta. Oh, and that would not be a complaint for me. I, I've liked I've liked the pace of this show. I've enjoyed how they've taken their time and, and taking you into different characters' lives and stuff. They, the the I was talking about the Richard Benjamin character from Westworld, and there's a, what looks like it's going to be important characters in this show. Are there's a guy who's like a, a naive guy traveling with his asshole friend in this show, which seems like kind of analogs to that characters. And oh, yeah, the it's always sunny dude, the McPoyle yeah, brother. Yeah. McPoyle brother and the other guy and their, their time has been slow, even slow going, figuring out what's going on with them. But I've enjoyed that. I, I thought it's pretty, Oh, me uh, too. I, I like that kind of pacing. I'm just saying like you want everything I want. Yeah. I want yeah. shit to start popping off. Mm. Um, but no, it's a it's a really good show. Uh, I, and a lot I dare of say are, better than Game of Thrones. I was just going to bring that up. A lot of people have said this is this is the heir apparent to Game of Thrones since Game of Thrones is almost finished. But I enjoy this show a little bit more, and I like. I've not watched enough Game of Thrones to say I like the show, but I like the stories that that they're based on. So I can see how Game of Thrones is popular. But I just think this is a little bit. It, it, they're not going for the the shock value as much as Game of Thrones. No, they don't. It, they're not going for shock value, but there's a lot of shock value there. Yeah, and it's also got more depth. I mean, yeah, really, Game of Thrones is just a fantasy adventure story at its base. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not really bringing up real issues, you know? Right. Um. Whereas, yeah, this is more definitely more philosophical, and um, I hope of, it's popular. It seems to be popular online. A lot of people talk about it. 
I think it is. Yeah, I think all HBO shows um, like this are are popular. You can't tell what's going to last though, because I thought Deadwood was pretty popular, and that got canceled after two seasons. Three. Three? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was two. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, never did, mind. They did three. That was a, it was a big hit then. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, yeah, no, I know, and it's so weird too, since they don't have ratings. Like, what is the determining factor? They must have ratings, though. I mean, I always assume the cable companies can tell what you're going to watch, and they tell HBO. Lots of people are watching such and such. No, HBO and give oh, a shit. Just... They only have subscribers. Like, yeah, that's true. But no, but they want to please the subscribers. They have there. There must be some calculus to why some shows last and some shows don't. And it's not just critical appraisals because there's been shows that have been canceled. Uh, what's that? Carnival was on Showtime, right? And that was pretty. That was critically acclaimed. And it got canceled pretty quickly. I think that was HBO too. But yeah, well, I, this is what I would imagine for HBO. It's cost. Like that's yeah. going to be their determining factor. And you know, like Carnival and Deadwood are both were both pretty costly. Whereas The Wire could hang around because it was done on the cheap, relatively. Yeah, but, but Game of Thrones is not cheap. But it's also a huge cultural force. I mean, that's... Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that that plays a big factor. It's not just cost. It has to be... It's bringing subscribers in. People it, are subscribing yes. to HBO to, to watch these shows, and maybe they weren't for Carnival or Deadwood. And there's... Uh, like, with something like... Uh, game of thrones too there's like all these ancillary products and shit out there that i'm sure hbo gets some kind of cut of yeah maybe i don't know how that works i think i think george r, r. martin gets every single penny of that and he just puts it into his theater which is kind of cool theater he has a movie theater in uh some some southwestern town is it taos new mexico somewhere in new mexico i think and he has interesting events he doesn't live there does he yeah Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was like East Coast dude. Maybe he's yeah, he's definitely from here because he's a huge Jets fan. Because <laughs> last year when the I don't know if you follow it very closely, but the the science fiction awards, the Hugos, were there's a big another cultural war going on where you told me people, about it, yeah. And he was blogging about it a lot in his live journal and people would complain bitch and moon that he was blogging about that and not writing his novels. And then, so he stopped that for a while and he was, he was just talking about the New York jets and the playoffs and people were bitching and moaning about that. I was like, stop watching football and write your book because <laughs> people are assholes and writers have to do whatever they say. And you know, writer When writers are working on a book, they're doing it 24 hours a day. They don't play better. Breaks. Yeah. Anyway, the, yeah, so this new Westworld is definitely more, uh, I, I don't know, it's been a theme we've talked about before on, on like, Black Mirror and stuff, but, like, that's, it's a big thing now, this whole, like, what is consciousness and what makes you human and, like, at what point do, does artificial intelligence become, you know, what, what makes you sentient and all that stuff, which is, so that's always, like, going to be interesting, and they, if you, if it's done well, and Everything I've seen so far has done it well. And what's interesting about Westworld along those lines is that when you watch West, when you watch Westworld, the film, and Richard Benjamin shoots the gunslinger, it's really not a big deal. You don't care. When you watch yeah. Westworld, the TV series, and you see Ed Harris uh, tear, like, take her by the hair and take her into the farmhouse, you're like, shit, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. It is a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of horrifying. Yeah. And I, part of it is how it's filmed, but also part of it is how they are p- 
putting consciousness into these machines. Right. They're they're be, they're starting to because what is supposed to happen is their memories are erased each day. Um, but right. Now they're starting to remember things. Her and Tandy Newton are starting to remember things. And like one of the programmers, uh, we don't really know what his deal is yet. But he's I mean he talks to um to Deborah. I forgot her name. Dolores. Yeah, Dolores is the character's name. He talks mm-hmm. to Dolores about this kind of shit, and like, he seems to be wanting her to become a conscious being. Yeah, it's interesting. There's, they've been kind of throwing curveballs because at the beginning it seemed like Anthony Hopkins was in that position, but then a couple episodes later, it's it's the programmer who's in that position, and Hopkins is like, "These are just machines. Right. Don't they won't ever forget that." So it's it's well, interesting how they're playing with our expectations. They do a lot with this show. Like, there's that. That episode where Anthony Hopkins goes out in the desert and he's talking to a kid, and it starts off by you're thinking, "Well, is that a real kid?" But by the end, I'm a, I'm convinced that it's not a real kid, but it's just something he created of, of himself as a kid. So it's oh, I didn't even think cool. of that. I just assumed it was a real kid. Yeah, I don't well, uh, maybe, but I just thought it was because he's like, "My dad likes such and such," and Anthony Hopkins is like, "Well, so did my dad," and just the the way the way he orders him around, it's like. The, the way the program is orders order a lot of the other uh, robots around. And we don't, that's another, I mean, he's another really mysterious character, yes. Anthony Hopkins. What, no and, fucking idea what his agenda is. In most of the, of the series so far, he's been kind of just kind of there, but the, kind of background. The, yeah. This, this, the, the most recent episode as of this airing, he was menacing to the, to the business person from the corporation. It was just, it was chill, a chilling scene. Yeah. Yeah, they're eating. They're eating in the same table she ate at as a kid, and he just kind of stops the the whole park just to show how much control he has. Yeah, yeah, pretty oh. fucked up. Yeah, uh, perfect for Anthony Hopkins. Yep, who retired from acting ten years ago. It's amazing what you can do in retirement. Yeah, act. Gene uh, Gene Hackman retired as well. Yeah, but he's not getting around. They asked he, they asked him that there's I guess I think it was in San Francisco. Anyway, wherever it was, there's was a retrospective of the French connection and Frankenheimer was getting people together to talk about it and they asked Gene Hackman, he's like, I'm, I'm done. I don't talk about it, I don't do it, I'm not I'm not acting anymore, I'm staying at home. I'm just gonna be a huge dick. Apparently oh. he is kind of an ass well from, I hope not. From what I heard uh from uh the set of Royal Tenenbaums, he was a huge dick to everybody and Except uh, Bill Murray, like Bill Murray was the one person who wasn't like intimidated by him, I guess. So he could kind of calm him down. But <laughs> well, maybe that's why he was ready to be done with acting because he's a grumpy old man and was being a dick. And it's just like in not that bad of a way. I hope. Yeah, I know. I don't know. You should. You can find that stuff about Royal Tenenbaums. That's the only thing I've ever heard of being a dick on. So maybe he just really didn't like Wes Anderson or something. Um, and who would? Yeah. Who would? I would. Welcome to Mooseport. That was his last film. You'd think, if you're going to quit acting, though, maybe go out on a higher note. Is that the one where he played a former president and he was he was running against someone else? I don't Is know. I know it was him and Ray Romano. That's all yes, I know. That's that's he's he's a retired president that moves to that town and for some reason decides to run for mayor. And Ray Romano is also running for mayor and trying to get a oh, it's a terrible, funny, in a terrible way movie. Also, Maura Tierney, isn't it? Can't catch a break, Maura Tierney. Oh, no, she's in The Affair. I guess that's doing all right. 
anyway, yeah, no, this this Westworld, uh, it's it's. I think people also compare... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why can't Maura Tierney catch a break? She's been in a, a highly acclaimed sitcom. She was in ER for years. And <laughs> what are you saying she can't catch a break? Cause, just because she's in one bad movie? Yeah, well, exactly. One bad movie is <laughs> all you need to ruin your career. She, <laughs> she should have been a superstar by now. She was awesome, almost in Parenthood, except she faked cancer. Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to get some of that Eel Brenner buzz. Yeah, she was filming here in uh, a few blocks away from me in Oakland, Chinatown. Uh, for... <laughs> Please tell me you don't have an app on an app on your phone that tells you wherever she's filming at all I, times. Not only wherever she's filming, whatever she's doing, period. No, there, it was... Uh, some people saw her. Anyway, she was in filming for Parenthood before they, like, you know, she had to drop out. Well, that's that. yeah. I don't know why they were filming in Oakland, but... Well, the show was set in Berkeley, right? Maybe they had a scene oh, in I don't a... know. You never watched the show, not one episode. Not a full episode, no. Man, you really are a hipster. <laughs> yep. I'm a 46-year-old hipster. The only one. Westworld. Uh, I think the reason like people would compare it to Game of Thrones is because of the scope and everything. Obviously, it's just going to keep spiraling out, um, and there's like tons of characters. But that... the scope and the just having a a breakout genre show on HBO, it's it's the next one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but it is like going to be a very big ensemble thing. You can tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever go to Roman world? That's what I medieval was, world. That's exactly what I was wondering. <laughs> There's no need I, for him to. I don't think that, I can't imagine they would. No. Because it was so, it was so kind of cheesy. This show is not necessarily going cheesy. And they're this unlike the, the back rooms of of the Westworld movie, this special effects for that are kind of impressive. They do look futuristic. Oh yeah. No, it looks really everything looks really cool and like you would expect for like such a cutting edge place so do you think when the, the 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 characters in the show they travel to westworld they're getting miniaturized and it's actually all taking place on that board what that the uh, all the people are watching yeah so they're just little miniature people i mean that's a good theory but <laughs> is I think, it really no i think uh <laughs> I, I like that i like that w way that they're showing um you yeah. know, all the programmers and the script writers and everything, um, seeing what's going on in, in Westworld. It's very cool. It's like a some kind of hologram map of the entire area. Um, no, I, it's really interesting to see where it goes. I'm, we talked off air, I think. Um, you said, I bet there's not as much sex in the movie as there is in this show. But I don't find that, like, there's a lot of sex in the show necessarily. Like, I don't think they, there's some rape, which is an appeal, no, but, but I don't there's... find it like they go overboard like HBO usually does just because they can. You know what I mean? Right. There's some. There's and like I... some nudity and whatever. There's obviously a brothel there and stuff, but like they don't really go into that so much. No, I, I was actually, I didn't mention when we talked about the movie, I was a little surprised how, gra not graphic, but how. They did talk about having sex with robots in the movie. I thought that would have just been ignored. So that's when when I said that last, whenever that was, I was just 
Like I, I didn't th- think they'd have a brothel in the movie, but they did, and they actually used it. Yeah, you. I mean, you're, you continue to be baffled by human nature. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I just thought in the 70s they wouldn't let that be on the movie because the 70s were such a puritanical era. That is true. Uh, they, you know, they gave up the Hayes Code, but Hollywood was like, well, we don't care. We're sticking to it anyway. Same principles in our films. Spielberg. Never had nudity in any of his movies. Is that true? That might be true. I don't know. I guess the woman skinny dipping in Jaws was naked, but it wasn't really, you know. Anyway. I never saw Jaws. Oh, really? You you know what? You shouldn't watch it because you'll be scared to go to the beach after that. Is it it's set on a beach? Yeah. Well, really, you'll just be scared to go to that town because it really looks like a drag. Well, I'm already scared because that's where Amity Vihar happened, right? Oh, geez, that's a bad luck. No wonder it's so run down. Wait, Amityville's in New York, right? Yeah. How do these things happen, man? Like, these goofy motherfuckers. Like, they didn't have Snopes back then. That's all it was. Well, the Amity, Amityville... That's all made up, right? I mean, yeah, no, it's totally. But I mean, stupid. No, no, I mean, I mean the the people who own the house were hoaxing people. Yes, that's what. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yet they got a whole film franchise out of that. And all of them were directed by uh, Albert Scorsese, right? Yeah, good old Al. I'm getting some feedback. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust my microphone. I always like getting feedback, so people tell me how I'm doing. Really, I don't. I don't like that because I generally know how I'm doing and I don't need to hear it. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think this is... I mean, I enjoy this more than Game of Thrones, but I'm not a huge Game of Thrones nerd anyway. Like, I've seen it all, but I don't think it's as great as people think. But this, I, I think, is shaping up to be an excellent show. There comes the train that's agreeing with you, and as do I. Yeah, the... I like the, another. The train does remind me. I like that they use the train to enter the town. It's everything is 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 Westworld when when you're even getting there. Yeah, unlike the movie where they're taking some kind of futuristic hovercraft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I even think like in this in the TV version, there could be a medieval world and a Roman world, but they don't. Like, I wouldn't mind if that existed in the same universe, but they don't ever have to go there. There's, like, no no need. They can tell all the story they need to tell in Westworld. Yeah. It, it just it doesn't seem like it would make sense. It, would see, it seems like if they had Medieval World and Roman World, it would just be too big. Because they have enough trouble taking care of Westworld. Yeah, you got that right. Thanks. Um, it will be interesting to see what Anthony Hopkins is up to. And where... And- What's happening with these robots? And what, after what happens, happens, how they react. Like, I don't see you, them going all Yul Brenner in this. That no. would be dumb. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's going to be a flashback to, to to when the park was created to see what, what this Arnold's all about? Or what, what's the original? Yeah, I think that? it is Arnold, the guy who went crazy. and Yeah, his partner who who died on the par- in the park. Yeah. There's, well, there's got to be. I mean, there's obviously a story there. They're, they're moving really slowly with the Anthony Hopkins stuff. So I imagine it would be nice to have like a whole episode of just 
that early days. The only callback to the original show that I remember from, aside from similar characters, is the fact that they said it used to be the park wasn't as good because you could the hand they could never get the hands right. That was another thing in the original Westworld. They could that was how you could tell they were robots by they couldn't get the hands right. It seems right. to be hands kind of a, one of the more easy. But I when they the said that. To build. I thought they would show the hand and you could tell. I couldn't tell what was wrong with the hands in the original movie Westworld. Well, no, because like they, they were just people's hands. I mean, they didn't do anything to make them even look yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. But anyway, that's the only. Oh, I guess having Ed Harris dressed like the gunslinger is another another one. I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much like that is a throwback to the original or not. Or just have because you're you're going to have the the bad guy all wearing all black, but right. I, I think, it's like just a western theme. But yeah, yeah but I think you can't have this. You can't, having him in black is just is 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 a reference to him. It's even though it's a reference to any guy in black, you have to be stupid to think that people wouldn't immediately think of him. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, although who knows how? I mean, I doubt many of the millennials watching this show have seen the original Westworld. Do you include yourself as a millennial? I mean, just honorary. Honorary, because I'm such a hipster. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard from uh, one somebody at work who's a millennial who listened to the show, and she's like, "You guys have good rapport, but I don't get any of your references." (laughs) Well, I don't think it's her fault. It's just we don't reference real things. Yeah. Sorry, we reference Marty Feldman so much, but. He was one of the greats. Uh, I never reference him, but I often re- reference Rodney Feldman. Yeah, it's all... also greats. What'd you say? Also, also one of the greats. Almost everybody named Rodney. That you Do you think, think you could start great. a fire if you scraped lollipop sticks together for long enough? No, I think what you would end up with is um, a big mess on your desk. Well, that's why I mess end up with every day, if you know what I mean. I don't. I'm really messy. Uh, papers here and papers there. No, I think it takes a special kind of wood. I mean, I was in Boy Scouts for a little while, but we never really learned how to make... Wait, wait, wait. Do you think lollipop sticks are made of wood? No, that's exactly... That's why I said they wouldn't work. Uh, I think it takes... They a, are. I think it takes a special kind of wood, but even though I was in Boy Scouts, we never learned to do that because... Who needs to learn to do that? You have lighters. Well, you know what the special kind of wood is called? I can't wait. Matchstick. I don't get it. But it seems... Every single time, I think when someone says, do you have a match? I always say the same thing. And then afterwards, I think I'm so dumb. What do you say? My ass in your face? Your butt in my face. Oh, yeah. you Because you do it backwards. <laughs> no, I can't help it. I say it when people ask for a light, so <laughs> I feel even dumber. Yeah, but you're funnier. Uh, yeah, I'm. I say uh, this is this. All right, so here's what I've got so far this new TV season uh, that I will be watching regularly. Westworld. Wait, yeah. new shows started that I've not watched, and I think I've. There's a new Joe McHale show. Has that started yet? I know. No, I don't know. We should okay. do a mid-season show with some of these newer shows starting. I up. just 
Yeah, I have. I don't. I, I lose track because they don't start all in the same week. Westworld is a definite check mark for me. Yeah. So I got Westworld. I got Timeless, and I've got Frequency, and The Good Place. I agree with those. I I really like Timeless and Frequency. Yeah. Um, and I like that they take different tacks on the same ideas. Like so, in Timeless, spoiler alert. The, the present changes because of things that happened in the past, but the people in the show don't know how the change happened. Like they can't see the, what happened in their past to get to where they are now. Yes. But in frequency, the, the present happened because of the future, but she can see what happened. So she, she's not confused. Yeah. And I think two different and two interesting ways of storytelling, the same telling the same story in two interesting ways. And I'm, I'm glad they're both on the air because I like that their frequency is a lot cheesier but it's yeah, I agree. It's worth watching. It is, but well, there's also some corniness on Timeless. Like uh, when yeah. they're they're in the old west, and she's like trying to make up a name, and it's like that fucking thing where she looks at the poster. My name's Juliet Shakes, person. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, oh my god, oh, that, are people are still doing this. That's yeah. There's that story wise. I think I think uh, frequency is cheesier where they're actually using the past to figure out what to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's definitely more, it's yeah. It's also more like hacky in a way, but that it's, it's a good show, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, a good place. I love, but I don't laugh at it as much as, as other sitcoms. I love, I just love the, the, the way that people interact with each other, the story and everything about it. I just don't think it's as funny as other sitcoms, but I like it a lot. I agree. I know it is. I still totally like it though. Yeah. I, I will like keep watching that. I agree. I don't, it's not like laugh out loud funny like some. But are. you know what was laugh out loud funny? Every single second Adam Scott was on the show, this... <laughs> which was not nearly enough. But nope. Hopefully he's and... gonna be back next week. It seems like he should. So yeah. So the I watch it on DVR and the the commercial break ends and I didn't recognize his voice at first. And I, I didn't said, either. Who's going to be playing? I think his name is Trevor. Who's going to be playing Trevor? And I overshot the show when I was. Commercials uh, ah, and I saw his face. It's like yes, you I can't it for wait. <laughs> but yeah, but it still was great. <laughs> so that worked out very well for me, and I knew that would be a because even but even by the his voice work, I knew it was going to be a fun, a fun character. Yeah. Just, so that was I like that show. Yeah, because he answers the phone like, "What's up, butt face?" or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Th- so those are my shows. Yeah, Westworld is added to the mix. Uh, I watch other shows, but not I'm not as religious as a as Westworld. I like to watch the next day. I usually don't watch it Sunday nights because it's on too late. But I I definitely watch it during the week. Yeah, nine p.m. Like, dude. Shit. Well, I got some teeth to brush. I brush each of them individually, and it takes a long time. Man, well, so yeah, you have twelve teeth, so that's times sixteen because you can't just brush once. It's sixteen up, sixteen, 16 yeah. down. And then the back side, and then yeah, I mean bottom. And then you do, you also like you brush up and down, um, but you should also do swirly. Mm-hmm. So In yeah, Th- that's a whole routine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Westworld the movie. Go ahead and watch it. Westworld the TV show. Definitely watch it. Yep. And yeah, I'm looking forward to see where it goes. Yeah, it's very intelligently written, so I don't think it's gonna it. Like, it seems totally on track. I don't think they're going to, like, jump the shark anytime soon. Speaking of that, the last episode, first of all, again, Jonathan Nolan is awesome, even though you hate a piece of person of interest. And that was written by, 
Last episode was written by Jonathan Nolan and Ed Brubaker, who Brubaker's most famous, maybe, I don't know what he's most famous for. He's, he, he revitalized Captain America in the early aughts, and he stopped writing superhero books, and now he's writing crime books like um, Kill or Be Killed is his current book, and he wrote Criminal, and he wrote the uh, the, the one I recommended a couple times. It was set in the 40s. He's great. He's a great writer, and he wrote the uh, – the, uh, I forget what the last episode of Westworld was, but he was a co-writer on it. So he's one of the writers for Westworld. Oh, cool. Killer uh, I don't killed, know. huh? Is that good? Oh, that's great. Yeah, he, he has a, a, a way of writing crime comics, and Sean Phillips does the art. That's great. I don't know how this is writing for it. I don't think I recognize the names as I quickly as I do at Brubaker. John Lovitz? Well, John Lovitz is, is a god. Yeah, he's probably just consultant for that mm-hmm. um all right hey the guy that plays security guard his last name is hemsworth do you think he's related to the famous hemsworths gotta be how many of them can there be he's like he's probably like the stephen baldwin of the bunch though yep he's the older brother oh so you think he likes trump yep he wants to... no i'm not gonna say he wants to maga mm-hmm. um Recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. What do you have? I think I will recommend the latest Joe Hill novel. It was a fun read. It's uh, called The Fireman. Is that Fireman? Stephen King's son? Yes. Okay. And apparently his agent did not know it. I don't know how he could. If you've ever seen a picture of Joe Hill, he looks just like Stephen King. But he claims that his agent who just died didn't know his he was Stephen King. Anyway, uh, it's, it's set in a world where a disease has gone across – the, the the world that is kind of decimating the population and it makes people catch on fire and it it goes from there. It's pretty fun, interesting, good stuff. Oh, cool. It has it it's he writes very similar to his dad now. I think his first couple novels were more him, but I think the last couple have been too much like his dad. I, I hope he goes back to the other way, but it's st- in in one way that's better. His endings are better. So it it's set in New England and. There's lots of bad guys, and you can't wait to have something bad happen to the bad guys. So that's how this is set up. Oh, cool. I am reading currently. I will. I haven't got far enough in this to really recommend it, but I feel like I will. So uh, Rubicon Beach by Steve Erickson. I think it was written sometime in the 80s. Uh, I'm reading it digitally, so it's kind of hard to tell. But uh, so far, I like it. I, I don't want to... Why is it hard to tell when it was written because you're reading it digitally? Well, I mean, there's no there's no page that uh, that says like the copyright date or anything on the oh, digital version. Um, uh, but when I got it, I think you know it said published in whatever. That's why I think it's 80s. Uh, anyway, I thought you meant like the font. There's a, there's a specific 80s font, so you always know it's from the 80s. Yeah, it's like on those Nagel posters. Um, it's pronounced Bagel. It's good so far. I don't even want to like. I can't really quite tell what it's about yet, but it seems uh, very well written and interesting. But I will also recommend um, on Hulu, because everybody has Hulu, right? Um, that's not a 1% thing. Uh, Keep telling yourself that, hipster. The uh, Billy on the Street. I find it hilarious. Billy Eichmann of Parks and Rec. And Can you watch more than one at a time? I have been able to, yes. Wow. Um, I know it is one of those. Like, 
the Eric Andre show, I can't really watch more than one at a time. <laughs> See, I can watch those all after the other. And but... some of those get pretty disgusting. Uh, oh, I want to recommend something that there's nothing to do with there's all a little bit to do with eric andre show uh last season comedy bang bang everyone should watch it it's really funny oh yeah i have it's still the, on right it's still going the, for the first episode of last season aired i think last night or maybe thursday i don't know what anyway i watched the first one today with uh kaylee kuko from big big bang theory and she's kuoko for coco puffs and who else was on oh oh i forget her name she, she plays the businessman on episodes of the podcast who always has these ridiculous business ideas. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nope. Karen, uh, her Catherine Decker, something like that. Anyway, she was funny on it. All right. Last season of comedy. Bang, bang, the TV it, show. Right. I don't think the last season of comedy. Bang, bang. The podcast has come to us yet. Thank the good Lord. Cause it's my favorite podcast in existence. Me too. Me too. Although I will also, dare I recommend never not funny. I think it's not really not for everybody, but I really like it for whatever reason. It takes a while for me. I'll try it again. Yeah. Uh, it's the only podcast I listen to where, like, I almost never know who the guest is, but I'll listen anyway. Really? I I, I usually, I, I, maybe I just pick on the ones that have famous people on it. I've seen a lot of famous people on there. There have been, like, Adam Scott was on. and they Scott Ackerman was on. Scott Ackerman. Yeah, they, they do have them occasionally, but a lot of times it's just people I have no idea who they are, so. Um, I was uh, I took a trip with my brother last week I guess maybe two weeks ago and he introduced me to um, I can't remember there's I forget what it's called it's it's an internet podcast it talks about online stuff and I would recommend that if I could think of the name of it have you ever heard of anything like that No I don't even know what that means an internet it talks you about know it talks about stuff. memes and stuff it talks about oh uh, oh that sounds cool Are you I'm looking gonna... it up right now. Yes, so Did please you just type internet podcast into Google? That should be helpful. <laughs> it didn't work as well as I thought. <laughs> You're right. Well, I know how to, there's a, an episode that aired. Well, do they call it air? Anyway, there's an episode where they talk about a picture that was, um, that was ended up on a message board. And this message board was obsessed with the picture and making fun of it at first. But then they were obsessed about finding out who it was. And it was really interesting hearing the study where they track the guy down. And if, at first they think the guy's dead and they're not sure. It's really an interesting podcast. And that's what was my introduction to it. Oh, so it's, it's like it's kind of like serial, but for inconsequential, stupid things. Exactly. There's, yeah. No, some of it's not so inconsequential. There's another episode where they there is a, uh, a thing that exists when you lose stuff. In a yellow cab, you go to this website and say, I lost the stuff, and you pay a fee, and they're going to help you find it. And it seems like it's official with yellow cab, but it turns out it has nothing to do with yellow cab. It's just some dude that put together a website that you can pay $25, and your name will be – and phone number will be listed so people who find this stuff can find you. Oh, so it's a huge scam. Kind of scummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reply All is the name of the podcast. Worth listening to. Reply All. Okay, cool. I'll check that out. I will, I'm going to go on the record and say – as well uh you know serial was like a huge podcast um sensation phenom uh what the, no wtf with mark Marin is huge comedy bang bang better than both of them oh much better than both of them yeah. so i don't know what's wrong with everybody comedy bang uh, wtf is well it's not as good as comedy bang bang i think if 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 the same guest goes on both shows i think scott ackerman gets a better interview and then later makes it funnier yep 
but uh, another good com- uh, podcast is Criminal. Have you heard that? No. It's good. Is it about the uh, Britney Spears song? Uh, every other episode is about that. The other episodes are about the Ed Brubaker comic book. Oh. So they mix things up, as yeah, they say. It's a mashup. All right. Dun, 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 dun. I guess that'll do it for this week. Dum dums. Oh, we're not going to have one next week because Pat's going off gallivanting on one of his uh, idiotic road trips again next week. Hello. I'm just enjoying the silence. R.I.P. Paul Simon. R.I.P. Depeche Mode. Um, write to us at popculturecontinue at gmail.com. I always like, forget now. Is like it, us on Facebook? Yeah, like us on Facebook. Shit. Rate us highly on iTunes and write a review. Eh. And tell your friends to listen. But really, you should write us at, at popculturecontinue at gmail.com. The last person who wrote, we, we actually really rewarded them. So please do. Yeah, we're not even going to tell you how. You got to write to find out. And we write yes. back quickly. And then, you know, the people who write us never respond to our quick reply. But who cares? And by we, John means me. Yeah, and by him, I mean me. So until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.